Nadir, let's talk about the impact of uh, North Korea's uh, missile launches and uh, how that has affected the world's financial markets. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, we saw a lot of nervousness in early trade yesterday. Um, you know, we saw that being extended onto the JSE, where we saw markets down quite substantially. Um, and, or, and, and, and we saw that, uh, you know, being extended into Wall Street in early sessions as well. Um, you know, Chinese, uh, or Asian trade yesterday, uh, you know, was also slightly negative, although you would have thought it would have been down quite a bit more. And, uh, you know, if you look at the U.S. markets as well, they started off a bit lower as geopolitical tensions seemed to flare up. Uh, but as the trading session went on, we started uh, recovering some of those losses and actually ended up. So the financial markets really pricing this uh, initially with a lot of nervousness. And, uh, you know, subsequent to that, settling down a little bit and, uh, you know, pricing in the fact that there's no uh, real new information from this. Uh, if you look at gold, you know, uh, surging through $1,300 an ounce and holding on to those gains today, uh, you know, safe haven assets like the Japanese yen. Uh, also saw some inflows yesterday. We saw the euro touching a two-year high. Uh, we saw quite a bit of, on, on the back of quite a bit of dollar weakness as, uh, you know, Donald Trump continued the rhetoric of threatening North Korea. Um, but I think, Sakina, the, the, the impact is mainly symbolic. You know, and I think uh, it's about uh, heightened geopolitical tensions globally. We've seen uh, the UN Security Council calling for an urgent meeting to discuss the matter uh, we see China trying to be diplomatic in the whole situation, saying that, uh, you know, they'll act against any party trying to escalate the tensions. And, uh, you know, they've certainly done that with both North and South Korea. You know, they've uh, uh, stopped all imports from North Korea. That would be a co- commodity imports of iron ore, lead and, and, and uh, coal. And they've also uh, seen a drastic slowdown in the number of, uh, you know, South Korean vehicles which are purchased in China so far this year. They put a ban on uh, their, their, their local uh, tourists go, or Chinese nationals going to tour uh, South Korea, which has probably cost the South Korean economy something like $4.7 billion so far this year. Uh, so China certainly trying to play a role in this. And I think, uh, Sakina, moving forward, it's going to be more about geopolitical tensions. And does North Korea actually have the capability to develop a nuclear warhead to reach continental U.S.? And what impact will that have in terms of global geopolitics and the shifting dynamics of the power bases there. And speaking of, uh, of course, uh, Japan and uh, their growing impact on the world economy and also the impact of Tencent and their dominance in the Chinese markets, Nadir? Yeah, so I mean, the Tencent, it's quite an interesting thing because there's a lot being made about the dominance of uh, Silicon Valley firms and how they have a stronghold on tech stocks or the tech industry within the U.S. and extending that globally. Um, you know, if you compare the, the Silicon Valley to what's actually going on in China, and when you compare it to the dominance of Alibaba and Tencent, who now both have market capitalizations in excess of $400 billion, uh, so Kinet, actually Silicon Valley's concentration wanes in comparison relative to what's happening in the Chinese tech sector. Um, you know, certainly those two juggernauts there, Tencent and Alibaba, uh, you know, flexing their muscle, getting access to the best tech deals within China, and obviously still have a lot of, uh, you know, headway or runway for growth ahead of them. Um, you know, if you look at uh, just the, the, the mobile paying apps like Alipay or WePay, uh, which, uh, you know, charges a subscription fee to each user, which uses the platform for processing payments, um, you know, they basically have, uh, you know, some 500 million consumers to access over the course of the next 10 years. And given their dominance and their size, really getting access to, uh, you know, the best deals within the Chinese tech sector 
buying up all this smaller competition or all promising competition coming up there. Um, and you know that, re- that results in uh, a, a quite a large, almost a, a dominant uh, oligopolistic kind of behavior within the Chinese tech sector, which results in super profits. And one wonders whether that will actually be regulated moving forward. We obviously know that the share prices of those companies have done phenomenally well and pricing in a lot of growth moving forward. And the question from now remains, is there going to be greater regulation around that moving forward given their dominance? And can the super profits continue because it's certainly being priced into the share price?